Have you heard that joke? No, but it sounds like a smart thing. There's a flood, and there's a guy stuck on a roof, and a guy shows up with a boat and says, or a rowboat, and he goes, hey, you need a lift? He's like, no, I'm waiting for God to save me. Like, all right, so he floats away. Then somebody shows up with a boat, like a motorboat, says the same thing. He's like, I'm waiting for God to save me. Then someone shows up with a helicopter, and he's like, no, I'm waiting for God to save me. Then the guy drowns. He tells the God, he's like, why didn't you save me? And he says, well, I sent a raft, a boat, and a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) The moral of this story is, it's 2020, and you're going down. Hey everyone, welcome back to Illuminate, a podcast series from Hope Fellowship Church to inspire growth and share stories that help you engage in your community. Today, Nathan and I are sitting down with Summer Morell and Seth Skeving to take on the topic of teaching and parenting in a pandemic. All right, so Seth and Summer, now that we are about to get into this discussion, uh, We'd like to for you guys to tell us a little bit about you. Uh, so, Seth, would you like to start us off just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I teach art right now at Westside High School, um, ninth through twelfth graders. Been married to Karen for almost nine years now, and we have a three and a half year old son named Thatcher. Um, I like Michigan everything. I don't know what else you want to know. That's absolutely perfect, especially okay. the last one. Summer, what about you? Hi, I'm Summer, and I teach um, fourth grade this year at Concord Elementary School. Um, I have been married to my husband, Corey, for, see, he said years, and then I started counting, and then I should have known. <laughs> 18 years, um, and we have three kids, one starting, well, one starting middle school, a high schooler, and an elementary school. So we get the gamut of education nice. right now, um, which should be super interesting. Anything else? I'm a Harry Potter fan. I don't know if anyone needs to know that. We'll throw that out there, too. I am, too, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at last. At last. At last. I joined the club. A little late, but it's okay. That's right. Okay. So we want to talk today um, because you both have just – First of all, incredible perspectives on the world, and I love you both yes, very much. Um, and absolutely. so, love to get to pick your brains. Um, but you, you each kind of have this unique perspective as a parent and a teacher um, during a time where being either of those roles is very <laughs> difficult <laughs> and, and a lot of um, uncertainty. So, just kind of want to have a conversation about. Um, how you've uh, navigated those things, how your roles have shaped your um, perspective on the world, either, you know, in this COVID era and otherwise in quote-unquote normal life. Um, so just to, to start that off, how has your experience as a parent influenced your role um, or the way you see your role as an educator and vice versa? Do you feel like you have a different perspective as a parent because you're teaching kids and you feel like you have a different perspective as a teacher because you have kids. Well, I I just think genuinely that it gives you a fuller grace on both ends, um, parent-wise and teacher-wise, because just from both points of view, you just see the absolute insanity of a schedule and busy life. 
I mean, teachers really do work hard and are busy, busy people who work long, long hours. And parents are really busy people who work long, long hours. And then we have kids and students who are busy. And, you know, they go to school all day and then they do a million things in the afternoons and evenings. And I just, you know, we have always in education, there's a lot of talk about rigor and high expectations. And and I really, truly believe in that. But I think there has to be high expectations too, just for, for us to give grace. I mean, it, it's hard to do it all. And so for me personally, just in both spaces, it allows me to say, I understand that you didn't sign that folder last night. I didn't sign my kid's folder last <laughs> night. And so your kid's not going to be punished no. for that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, what's re- I, Maybe what I mean when I boil it down is that it helps you kind of cut through all the little things to see what's really important mm-hmm. in the classroom especially, I would think. I'll also say for me it was really overwhelming to be both for a while, which is why I left the classroom. Like, it was hard to be both things, and I got to a place where it was too hard and it was too much, and so I stepped away from it all, and, and, you know, and I needed to, and and maybe it was to rediscover kind of just, like, God's grace for me and and hear his voice again and clear out so that I could see through to the important things, you know, because you listen to so many people. I mean, I listen to podcasts about parenting, and about teaching, and I want to do it all, and I want to do it all well, and I want it to be perfect, and and so sometimes it just is too much. So maybe you just add into that too. It helps you give parents more grace, teachers more grace, but also yourself. What is time. what is like the the biggest lie you had to navigate through, or expectation you had to overcome for yourself? You think like in balancing those things. Like, was there like one thing in particular that you felt like you had to? get through I think it's it's always for me about about perfection and about just looking like I have it all together (laughs) maybe I mean I'm the first to tell people I don't have it all together you know what I mean but I don't want people to make that judgment first (laughs) I want to say it first like I want to tell you I don't have it all together like so that it's not a surprise so I don't you know when I was teaching at Mount Lebanon when I got teacher of the year that was really when I hit rock bottom because it's like oh they think I'm really wonderful (laughs) but they don't see all the other stuff you know and I think it just it really that's when it became too much like I'm not an of the year anything like I'm just normal I am day to day I am doing my best in the day-to-day and sometimes it does not look good but some days it does yeah. <laughs> so um so I guess just perfection for me last year was my first year teaching I came from a job that I knew pretty much what I was doing every day and I start teaching and there's just so much I didn't know what I was doing and I hated that feeling like <laughs> I didn't like feeling helpless I didn't like asking for help I was so frustrated um and as the year went on, it became more and more clear, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, the curriculum I had prepped kind of ran out of gas. Um, I was not prepared for the class- classroom management side of things. Yeah. So, like, I was doing more parenting than actual teaching. And, <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that was, like, by November, I was just, like, survived to Christmas break just to make it. Um but I learned a lot through that, and I'd say one of the biggest things was patience um, with them, 
and with myself, like I had to tell myself, okay, you are new at this. You don't have years of experience. It's okay. You can ask for help. Um, and I look at my son, who's three and a half, so I'm a relatively new parent, and every day is something new with him. So it started to kind of relate the two, like, okay, I'm learning more and more about these new students. I'm learning more and more about being a parent. The common denominator is just having grace and patience to handle them both. Um, and then, too, like, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. So, like, I think often I didn't realize how much, like, I just assume, oh, that kid knows that. And I was like, well, no, he doesn't because I'm his parent and I haven't told him that yet. So, and same with my students. Like, they probably didn't know that particular thing. So taking more responsibility to model and actually take the time to talk to them and show them things. Um, so I'd say that's the two biggest influencers. And then the energy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I get home and I'm just done. I don't want to talk to people. I want nothing. And here's my three-year-old who wants to show me, like, everything he did that day, everything he's discovered or seen. And it's just like, ah. <laughs> like, stop listening to music in the cars when you're teaching. Like, you, it, it's time. You get in the car and you're like, radio? I don't think so. Yeah. I just want silence. That's when you know you've had a long day is when you don't listen to anything on the yeah. drive home from work. Like, you're just like, I need silence. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of ironic, like, listening to that. And I think you guys are more touching about, like, or touching on, like, the teacher perspective. But I was mm -hmm. also hearing, like, su like the, you could say the exact same thing about parenting. Like, before this, like, you kind of knew what to expect every day for the most part. And then this whole thing just hit. And then every single day was just like, uh, what are we doing today? And how are we getting by? So what did you see really, like, change just in the parenting aspect of things from pre to post, or I guess during, sorry, pre to during COVID? Like, what were those kind of some of those things that you had to adapt? And, like, how did you see your kids impacted by this? And how did you kind of help your kids get through navigating all of this thing, not just with education, but also just socializing and being a part of sports and just getting to go out to grocery stores and, like, see people, like, how did you see thing? How did you see them change? And then, as a parent, how did you help them through that? And how did you help them like adapt through that to now living in what would we call this during COVID? Present COVID? Sorry, present Pandemic. COVID times. Present COVID times. <laughs> like, what are, like you have pre and post. What's the what's the middle? Present, I guess. But they need yeah. Anyways, the now. Yeah, the now. the now. Sorry, that's great. Yeah. I mean, at first it was like cool, long vacation, yeah. and. By day 36, it's like, all right, go away. <laughs> um, no, I probably have enjoyed it a lot more. I'm an introvert. Um, Karen and Thatcher are more extroverted. I mean, they're more, what's the word, social introverts. Um, so I've seen them go a little more insane. But Thatcher started... You start with, like, oh, why can't I go to school? Why can't? And we'd explain. So it's like, okay, germs, you can't go. Spend time with mom and dad. Cool. Well, after a while, you'd see him just kind of walking around with his head down. Or he'd go sit in the corner and be like, oh, what's wrong, bud? And he's like, I miss my friends. Can I go to school today? Um, so that's hard because it's like, no, you can't. Um, so then he's like, one day he's like, hey, let's take these. He had, like... Um, a net, like a butterfly net. He's like, we'll take this net and go out and catch all the germs, and then we'll put them in the <laughs> sink, and we'll wash them down the drain, and then I can go back to school. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. And, and we're like, oh, my 
mind of a kid, of a little kid, so much. So, so those moments have been hard. Yeah. When he's so little, he can't understand, you know, yeah. or my kids can understand it. I mean, when you're three, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Or he'll, he'll say, like, oh, I'll wear a mask. I'm like, well, that's great, but I don't know if your friends will. And <laughs> yeah, we were pretty similar. I mean, for us, we were so busy. At first, it was just wonderful. I mean, yeah. everybody was home all the time, and... We were so happy. We're like, we don't need it. We're fine. You know, we don't need to go anywhere. Nobody needs to come into our space. This is great. We can have dinner together every night. This is beautiful. Yeah, and then it got to be about June. I don't know. And then and that yeah. was rough. And we were just annoyed with each other. I mean, compared to teaching, at least with teaching, you have breaks. Right. That's the great thing about teaching, right? Like, you get yeah. your weekends. You might be working on the weekend, but you still have a break. Right. And then you've got... Christmas break and you just get to refresh that doesn't happen in parenting they're there all the time and so I mean for us we were happy 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 and then we were just not and we were annoyed by one another so much and everything became about a screen and managing a screen and putting rules on screen time and I mean I said I don't want to talk about Fortnite Ever again. I don't care about Fortnite skins. I don't care what your friend said. I don't know what Twitch is. And I don't care to. I mean, if you start a sentence with on Fortnite or on TikTok, <laughs> you're going to your room. I can't deal with it. I don't I don't want to hear it. So it just became like less about parenting and more about, I don't know, imposing a structure on life, which don't like so we did go out of town in July and that was great I mean just a change of scenery changed everything and refreshed our perspective but it still made me happy to walk back into my classroom Mm -hmm. last week we got to just we got our keys and were able to go in and it was like I walked in I was like okay this is my space this feels like where I need to be (laughs) on the other hand I think this was really interesting so you know Kaden and Xander are boys they are older boys they're not you know they don't need me home all the time they don't notice if I leave to go somewhere (laughs) usually they're involved in play but I was in my classroom for four or five hours Caden called me on my way home mom where when are you coming home it's like I'm on my way now I mean I miss you you have been gone forever (laughs) I've just been gone for you know about four hours I'll be home in a minute I pull into the driveway and open the van door. Xander runs out, crawls into my lap in the van. I mean, you know, he just turned nine. Crawls into my lap in the van. I'm like, what's going on, buddy? I missed you. You were gone so long. Corey's like, maybe you could let her get out of the car. I was just, I I don't know. I think it's going to be hard for kids coming back to school as much as everybody's done with home. We've also, it's like separation anxiety, but for everybody, Mm -hmm. you know. You think about it, like, everyone had their already rituals before this, but now everyone's found a new ritual. Yeah, so it's going to be a part of it. So this is, I mean, I've heard this word so many times, and I hate it, but I continually use it, which is the new norm. (laughs) But then they're about to have to adapt to another new norm, which is the old norm, and it's just going to be confusing, and yeah, it's not. It's going to be this weird, anyways. So yeah, I think that's such an interesting perspective. I just want to take a pause real quick and share another podcast you can check out if you're interested in learning more about 
navigating through parenting um, or any other issues you might be facing because of the pandemic and honestly just a lot of great life advice and you can find that uh, from NPR's Life Kit. Life Kit is a podcast series that tackles a wide range of issues. Would highly recommend check them out um, on their website and there you can sort by topics. They have a whole topic on parenting and a pandemic, awesome creative ideas to help you think outside the box and hopefully navigate some of the challenges you might be facing. As you guys start to get into those modes of like, I'm about to hit the next person who comes and talks to me, or if somebody mentions something about screens, and you guys are both like super creative people just in so many different areas. What kind of things did you guys do, both as a parent and a teacher, um, just to be creative with what you guys had? What were some of those things? Like as a parent to like, Thatcher, you know, I mean, he's a three-year-old, so his attention span is what? Like, <laughs> there's, all, there's only so much yeah. that can hold his attention. And then, I mean, Caden and Xander need, like, right, like, they just need to be going, I feel like, unless they're in front of a screen. You don't always want them to be in front of a screen. But then as also as, like, teaching through this, like, kids don't really learn just sitting in front of a screen for eight hours. So you have to... Especially art. I mean, like, what? <laughs> like, I know. I, I've been like trying to like think of a question. To, like, but I don't even know how you would even begin to teach art through virtual. You can't help them. You can't sit over them. And be like, well, that's wrong. It's like, hey, flip your camera around. Oh, that's too grainy. I can't even see where the lines are. Like, there's so many different things, right? Can't but like, color right. <laughs> like, like, Zoom could like show it that it's like a blue and it's actually an orange or something because of the connection. So I don't know. Just. But you guys are so, like, creative just in our knowing of you guys. Like, you guys have adapted to so many things in such creative ways that no one, no Pinterest board could have ever thought of type thing. It's like, I don't know, just what kind of things did you guys do, both either as a parent or a teacher, whichever one you want to answer, um, just as things started to get monotonous? I guess parenting related, Karen and I balance really well. I'm, I have very little patience for teaching anyone younger than, like, 14 (laughs) there's just a certain level of uh understanding that after that i just it's the will of god to get me through um so i struggle i did not turn into the homeschool teacher that went to karen and like she created a curriculum and was having him watch videos and doing art projects and i would help like with those aspects but um definitely leaned more on karen in that department um where I felt like I was more beneficial was the energy side. Um, we were outside kicking a ball or just running. Uh, we picked up biking and going on walks together. Um, i trying to think. The water thing. The guy described the water. Yeah. <laughs> so we had this. My father-in-law built a kennel for a dog um, out of PVC piping, and he draped a tarp on it. And then one of our dogs we no longer have broke a hole in it because she would try to climb out of the fence on top so i ripped the tarp off and so you have it basically makes like a tunnel that you can walk through and so about chest high on me so about as tall as you Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so like four so feet. Good. i'm just Thanks. kidding <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it looked like four feet. It was like enough for Thatcher, a three-year-old, it's to about run four under. Foot, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. So picture like a four foot barn with just pipe walls and you can walk through it and see. So anyway, I drilled holes in it, sporadic, and hooked up a hose. And so the water shoots out. So it's like something you can run through. It looks so much fun. He enjoyed it for about two days. (laughs) Now I just mow around it. (laughs) It'll come back around though because we have something similar, you know, that we put... the boys used to use it as their bike wash. It's a big PVC frame, mm-hmm. and we would hook the hose up to it, and Corey drilled holes, whatever, and they would ride their bike through it for fun. Yeah. Just, but now they did, They stopped using that. Now we use it at the top of our slip and slide, our uh, giant slip and slide. So it's what they slide under to go down. That's the cool. Slip and slide. Yeah. Hmm. So he'll maybe he'll transition back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the only thing I was gonna add is that uh, I'm incapable of resting, so I have been just knocking out household project after but all along I, I justify it by having my little assistant as much as he'll sit with me and so like he'll walk around with his toy hammer and just start banging on stuff and I'm like you're killing it dude as I'm like screwing something in and so that's been more of the teaching approach I guess um I don't know what it'll benefit him but it will definitely benefit him and you might not have had time to do all that otherwise you know oh yeah that side of it I mean it's just to ha- I mean, you might not have had time to connect with him in that oh, way because oh, when you're doing projects yeah. like in a rushed space I don't know that I don't want other people in my space when I'm trying to in a frenzy but if I've got time then I don't mind saying yeah come and do it with me it's funny how, like, simple involvement can be, but, yeah. like, how big when it's just like, hey, you want to come, like, sit with me while I do this? It's, yeah. like, huge. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's amazing. That's the best teaching, I think. I guess for us, um, I was, for me, during the teaching part, I don't know if I was very creative <coughs> as a teacher yeah. during e-learning. I mean, maybe I was with cutesy things and you know, I did deliver things to houses for fun and do silly things like that so they could see a face and yeah. remember that I'm a person and care about them and know who they are and, and loved all of that. But for us, I was still working all day, and my kids would get up and get their work done and be done in yeah. two hours, which mm-hmm. they thought was amazing. And then they had the rest of the day. Um and so they had to learn to be independent players because I said no screen. No, just no. The answer is no. And um, so they just did get real creative, you know, and created a, a base in our backyard that was very elaborate and got hatchets, um, which was not great in the beginning. <laughs> and I had to say on a Zoom call with my principal, assistant principal, reading coach, and my team one day, Bring the hatchets in the kitchen and leave them on the counter. I mean, they were not my kids, but somebody else was throwing them in the backyard, and there were hatchets flying, and no adults were around. Anyway, but I think just (laughs) it's just real life. Um, It just did allow them time to be creative, you know. And and I think two kids are more creative when we step back as parents because we step in so much to do so many things for kids in our generation we just really do we like want to fix all their problems and we want to set up cutesy things that they can paint and set up their activities and all of that which is fine when they're little because they can't do it on their own but my kids can do that stuff on their own and so it did take me saying no I'm I'm not and you can't so figure something out and they really did and so that was really that was my favorite part of quarantine was just watching my kids be creative and um on their own and 
Has you guys um, navigated like schedule changes with your kids and, and those that you're teaching and your own personal lives? Um, did you also have to kind of adapt roles with your spouse at any point? Because I know you mentioned like Karen kind of took on like, you know, a certain side of things and you like did what you could to balance that out. Were there any, um, I don't know, just kind of role changes that you had to navigate um, with your partner? For us, not so much. I mean, we both were still working from home. Um, so we both just worked during the day. If there were questions about school, they still came to me. Um, and if they wanted somebody to throw the football, they still went to daddy. <laughs> so for us, it stayed pretty consistent. The grass got mowed more consistently, and full meals got cooked more regularly. But our um, but our roles really stayed the same. It, it just worked out nice because she still had to go to the office sometimes. So I was like, hey, it was it was probably. Well, it didn't probably. It increased our communication because it's like, mm-hmm. hey, what do you need to do tomorrow? How can I take that? Or, and vice versa. So we did a lot of shifts. Um, but then we do do things together, too. So if anything, it was relieving because it's like, Cause you oh. you have each other. And we, yeah. don't, and we don't have all these obligations. Uh-huh. It's like meetings and we just it freed up our schedule a lot. Um, so. Yeah, and it, for me, too, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember. I really do like you. It's good that you're here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I feel like it's been a consensus of, I mean, for a, a lot of people, at least the ones who, like I said, I think at the beginning, I, there was a lot of guilt going around just because it was like, oh, I have the resources to be fine during all this, while so many people are not fine during this. Mm-hmm. But then, like, after just kind of saying, like, I'm going to do my best to help out others. But I really started to see, like, I mean, me and Cassie, it was just, like, really nice to have time together for once. Like, you know, you get into that busyness of life, then all of a sudden it's really, it really was like that. Like, oh, my gosh, I am married. Like, this is my wife. Like, this is really nice. Like, I haven't gotten to spend time with you like this other than, like, one week out of the year, and that's our vacation. And it's just, like, playing catch-up for the all the other whole year, I feel like, at times. So that's really been, like, I don't know, that's definitely been a nice thing out of this. I think you hit that. Yeah. And then we would have just downstairs dates. And where, like, the kids just had to stay upstairs. Date is starting at 6 o'clock. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that was good for us, too. We needed some space. We should have done that more than we did. I think it's impressive, one, that you guys are parents through this, but also, like, doubly impressive that you guys are teachers as well as parents through this. Even though, and, like, it's such a diverse range that you guys have. Um, of age groups that you guys are parenting, age groups that you guys are teaching, and then balancing a marriage and a job and a relationship with Christ through all of this. I think um, just like briefly and pause for a moment and just say like we honor you guys in this moment just because that's such an impressive thing for you guys to go through. Um, and I know I've looked up to both of you guys for a long time already, but even just this and even just this conversation, I think just how much more so you guys are impressive and i know you're not perfect okay i'll say that okay so you're welcome uh, i know you're not perfect I know, I know you're not perfect or anything like that and i don't want to put pressure by saying you guys are impressive but i just think it really is just a testament to who both of you guys are that um even if it wasn't balanced well at times like you guys are here right now and you guys are still breathing and <laughs> and you guys still have your jobs and it's just like so all those things i think it's just really impressive and we just want to honor you guys in that moment of just um, supporting you guys in any way we can, obviously, but just saying, like, you guys are killing it. Even if in, in your side you're thinking, no, we're not, Nathan. But from the outside perspective, y'all are killing it. Um, and 
just yeah, I want to honor you guys right now. Man. But. Well, we're going to leave our discussion here for today and pick it up next week in part two of this conversation with Seth and Summer on parenting and teaching in a pandemic, navigating these changes to our daily routine. Um, and hey, don't forget, you can subscribe so that you get notifications about new episodes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that we know that you're listening and, and enjoying this, or if not, maybe some feedback we can have to improve. And if you'd like to share an idea for a topic or a conversation you would like to hear, you can always email Nathan at hopeandanderson.com or Hannah at hopeandanderson.com and one of us would be glad to take your questions or suggestions. See you guys next week. <laughs>